Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Welcome back to Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing, episode 21, coming to you live, sort of, in, and in person uh, from our Concord, North Carolina studios slash headquarters. Uh, happy to be back in the on the airwaves with you again uh, after uh, about two weeks since the last episode where we gave you some teasers on some NASCAR Authentic stuff that uh, came to fruition. We showed you uh, showed off Wave 2 and uh, had a nice little contest that we'll touch back on later and uh, give some diecast away to uh, some lucky social media followers uh, in response to that NASCAR Authentics giveaway last week. Plus, for all you NASCAR Authentics fans, yes, we do have some big news coming to you later on in the show. And I know everybody's going to just fast forward and try to find it and then think that they're heroes because they're going to go on social media and say, hey, I found it, so you don't have to listen to the show. Well, guess what? That's that's kind of lame for you to do. But, hey, this is 2022, and people do crazy things on the Internet. So that's just, that's just how people roll these days. But uh, it's all in good fun, and hopefully you folks on uh, listening to the show today enjoy the, the talk, the chat, the banter, and uh, we're going to try to cause some fights today, uh, maybe throw some things at one another. That's kind of the goal that I'm hoping for for today's show. So uh, if we can all leave throwing chairs at one another, uh, I think we will have accomplished our goal. So if for no other reason you want to fast forward to hear that, well, you know, maybe stick around because we might be slapping each other. You might do the tortilla challenge or something like that and just start <laughs> slapping each other. We won't do video or anything. We'll just start slapping each other with tortilla shells. So uh, on that Die note. about slapping each other with die cast? Ooh, Ooh that'll leave a mark. jaws. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. I'm not saying. We could throw 64s at each other. That'd be fun. I mean, uh, is, you have you not done a, that before? You can dodge a 64 scale. You, you can, can dodge a die wrench. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can dodge a die cast, you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> but hey, you know, you folks that tune in, you listen to us because you want to hear news, you want to hear about die cast, but you also hopefully enjoy what we talk to. And we, we're, we're starting to get like private messages and private tweets to our private, or, you know, our personal accounts, you know, asking us questions about diecast, which is awesome. You know what I mean? We, we enjoy interacting with the fans and, uh, cause that's what we're here to do. We're here to entertain and inform you, the diecast collectors. So, uh, on that note, we're going to introduce ourselves here. Of course, Matt Kenfield here from Lionel racing and co- joining us. Uh, we've got three, was that quad hosts? Uh, you know, with me, that's quad hosts. I guess yeah. we can call that it. That sounds about Instead right. Instead of yeah. co-hosts and tricos, yeah. uh, I don't know. Tripod. Yeah, I don't know. Triangle. Hey, <laughs> where are we headed this weekend? Huh. Oh, what turn four? I see what you did there. Thank you. 
But, uh, I, you know, the way we're situated in the room, it's more of a rhombus than, than any other <laughs> we're, shape. We're bringing so, back uh, yeah. geometry. Yeah. Uh, Carlene Marginian uh, joining us on the show as well. And uh, how'd you like that race in New Hampshire this past weekend? I loved it. There was so much going on and so much to talk about on Twitter. Everyone was, like, fighting within the fight, which was the mm-hmm. most entertaining thing. Was everybody kung fu fighting, Thomas Du Bois? Uh, that, that's what, <laughs> you know, it, we're... We said that we're going to cause fights here today. We might as well just keep that narrative going from New Hampshire, right? Everybody right. get mad at one another. I mean, people just kept, I mean, look, I don't even know what happened with Brad and Austin. I, I mean, that was like later on in the race when that was going on. I'm here it, for it, though. It was good racing, but hey, I like it. Brad and Austin don't know what's happening with Brad and Austin. <laughs> Wrecking and racing, it goes together. Yes. You don't do it, you're not trying. Let's circle back on that later on. And uh, Alex Pullman, uh, I know you're you're too nice. You don't like the fighting and, and, and everybody getting mad. You're like super <laughs> soft and sweet. <laughs> you don't know me very well, man. <laughs> uh, that was my sarcasm font, if you couldn't tell. Oh, I could tell. Don't yeah. you worry about that. But uh, it was a lot of fun in New Hampshire. Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on on the racetrack. Uh, certainly some silly season news came to light uh, just ahead of the New Hampshire race, and we will touch on all that, as well as give you that NASCAR Authentics news later on in the show. First, though, we'll recap everything that happened in the Granite State up next on Authenticated. New Hampshire Motor Speedway is my home track. I'm from about two hours from there, so that track and that race always means a lot. I was actually at the very first Cup Series race at New Hampshire. Then it was New Hampshire International Speedway before SMI bought it, uh, I don't know, maybe eight, ten years ago. Um, All I remember, that's the one and only Cup race that I've ever sat in the grandstands for. Really? Now, I've I've worked in the racing industry for... uh, 25 years and i've seen one cup race from the grandstands i've seen probably 400 from the pits or you know somewhere around the racetrack just never sat in the grandstands just to be a fan except for the very first race in new hampshire international speedway because it was about four million freaking degrees (laughs) and you know i was what 10 9 10 and everybody around me was drunk and sweaty sounds all right. and fat. And <laughs> I just, mean, that sounds like a typical NASCAR race. Well, but when you're 9 or 10 years old, like, it's not as, you know, when you're, you're not fat, sweaty, and drunk like everybody else is, <laughs> it's not that good of a time, right? But when you are fat, sweaty, and drunk, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. Trust me, as a fat, sweaty, drunk guy, <laughs> I, I, I can feel that energy. But when you're 9 or 10 years old, it's not really kind of where you need to be with your life. But uh, notwithstanding, it was uh, New Hampshire has always been a, an important part of my, you know, racing growing up because that was like the super speedway back home, right? Like that was where you went to go see the Cups, the heroes. I remember getting Ernie Irvin's autograph at the Pizzeria Uno uh, in Concord, New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, so New Hampshire always holds a special place in my heart. And uh, now it's going to, I think it has already uh, held a special part in the heart of Christopher Bell. I was, I actually got that right. That was, that impressive. was, that was impressive. That was impressive. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, like drop a fart in there or something. <laughs> while I was waiting on it. But Christopher Bell showed that uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and he really get along really well because uh, he's he won three straight Xfinity Series races, finished second in the cup race there last year, and got the job done on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I don't know. I don't think... Any of us saw Christopher Bell go into victory lane, but we probably should have looking at the stats, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one picked him in our little, like, pool that we do, which is surprising because there's quite a few of us in there. And exactly like you said, looking back at how well he's done 
over and over and over again, he, you like look at him like, oh, the upset, but he wasn't. He just wasn't Truex there for the first two stages. <laughs> well, even on the Lionel Racing Forum, we had a lot of people pick him. Mm-hmm. And I guess and our thought, and, and looking at what I should have done, I should have listened to our people on our right. forum and maybe said, why is everybody picking Bell and looked into it a little bit more? But, I mean, he just hasn't had the crew this year. It seemed like they've lost spots on pit road and – I don't know. They just haven't been as fast. Well, they've been fast. They just have been losing spots on pit road and stuff. So well, I just didn't think they would be the one to beat there. Like I just didn't. I didn't see it this time. Yeah. But a lot of people on our forum did. No, and I mean he lost his tire last what the last week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just have to always count him in. You know what I mean? Does he still have Bubba's crew? Because he did last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. It was. You know, Christopher Bell is. And a low-key, talented racer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, anybody who watched him in the dirt and, you know, the midgets and sprint cars and stuff knew that he was he was going places, right? To use the TRD pun, of Toyota pun, going places. You know, he was. Nice. And, but it, even in the Cup Series, his results, he won that Daytona road course race last year. Um, but his results, he's kind of like a quietly consistent, like, eighth to what 15th place driver most weeks right mm-hmm. the other jgr drivers are almost always in contention for the win and looking at the way that the race went up until he took the lead with about 40 laps to go or so uh for the final time it looked like it was certainly going to be a jgr day right because kyle bush was up front truex was up front then he was probably the worst of the four cars but mm-hmm. he was still up there uh, for, for a fighting in the back Right. Yeah. He had his own issues going on through the course of the day. Um, But it was interesting to me that Christopher Bell of those other, you know, JGR cars that were up front is the one that won. Because it seems like it happens almost every week, especially with the 18 Kyle Busch. He'll win a stage or two and then fade towards the end. Truex, again, up front made a bad straight, you know, in hindsight, a bad strategic move uh, with with two tire stop and, you know, just kind of catapulted his way t- back towards the field and uh so i don't know it, it 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 seems like those jgr cars not bell this week seems to just not have the strength at the end of the race and, and i don't know why i don't know if anybody else has any ideas what that could be if if there's you know why we haven't seen the 18 and the 19 go to victory lane as many times as we thought we had, especially when they've had pretty strong cars a lot this this season. Well, that's why I didn't pick anybody in a Toyota at New Hampshire because Toyotas have been somewhat on the struggle bus this year. I mean, yes, Hamlin has won two races and the 18 and the 19 have been consistent, but going into New Hampshire, they haven't, you know, they might've had great averages on the previous car, but with the new car, it's just, it's not like they used to be. It's the Chevys are really dominating. So seeing Christopher Bell go to victory lane, you know, is is kind of a surprise. It, it again is surprise, but you know, probably shouldn't have been. But uh, what I was surprised with is that we continue to have new winners. Uh, you know, I, like we talked about, we didn't expect Christopher Bell to. Uh, you know, put his name into that hat with just a couple of races to go before the playoff cutoff. Um, but now we've got 14 new winners. 16 spots fill up the playoff roster. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get to 16? I, I hope so. I think we are. Yeah, We're on that track. There's mm-hmm. some big names that haven't won yet this year. 
Oh, yeah. The fact that Truex doesn't have a win yet surprises me. And then, like, Blaney, too, had, what, three wins last year? And then his only win this year doesn't really count. And he won it twice. And he won it twice. I mean, you get a million dollars, that's great, but (laughs) But you're not in the playoffs. You don't get points for it. Exactly. Not sure if those Fords are going to do it, though. I don't know. Fords are struggling right now. I I hope the Ford teams aren't listening, but maybe it'll jazz them up. But they're looking rough. I mean, there's no speed. They're not up front. I mean, Blaney was up front a couple times. Mm -hmm. He's probably been the fastest besides Logano in his win. But other than that, I mean, those guys, I mean, they're all struggling. I mean, yeah, you had Briscoe win at Phoenix too. But still, the Fords have just been slow. I don't know. They're just not up there consistently. It's different. Harvick's right outside the, you know, the top – 16 as well. I mean, so well, I, I picked him this past week. I thought it was, you know, his track. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And he did. He finished fifth right behind Truex. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you. We we spoke with a um one of the four teams. That that's all I'll say is it is one of the four teams. And uh, uh the representative that I spoke to uh basically said that especially on the mile and a half and two mile tracks. Where the Toyotas and the Chevrolets are so much better is that they've got a wider box where they can be close. You know, the close box is wider. So if they're within a certain range, they can be fast. That box is narrower for the Fords. Just be, There's an aerodynamic thing going on with the Fords that the, Ford, the Toyotas and the Chevrolets have a wider box to go in when it comes to setup. So you can be a little bit off and still be fast. Whereas the Fords have to be a little bit more perfect to be fast, uh, so it, it, it's it's crazy that uh, you know here we are three almost three quarters more than halfway through the season, two thirds of the way let's say uh, through the season, and uh, the, the Fords have been struggling. And you know, like you said, there are races where they seem to do well, and it seems to be the short tracks, the road courses, and the in the super speedway tracks, um, but. I, I don't know, you know, you mentioned Harvick. Is he the guy? And and look at last year when Almirola won. There could be one of those kind of outlier guys that you just have, you didn't see on your radar going to victory lane, you know, that could sneak their way up there. And, of course, those guys, like we even talked about when we were coming up with Thomas and I were talking about when we came up with some of the uh, uh, marketing materials about Christopher Bell's race win diecast. You know, originally we were saying he locked himself into the playoffs. Well, he technically didn't. Because if there ends up being 16 or 17 winners and he's the low man on the totem pole in points, he ain't going to make the playoffs. So this could be the very first time, and we've we've thought about this scenario in the past. This is the closest we've ever been. Mm -hmm. Do we want to see that happen? Do we want to see 16 drivers, maybe even 17 drivers? Absolutely. I want to see that just because it'll just up the ante. And especially is Daytona's the cutoff race, right? So yes, as chaotic as Daytona already is, it just makes it even more on the line. Right. You have to lay it out. Well, it makes winning not just important because winning got to the point where winning was now. You had guys who were 25th in points and win a race. Right. And a lot going to their championship, you know, or whatever. So I think it makes it more valid that consistency is also important. And it, you win, which is great. But you also still got to be consistent week in and week out. You just can't be a guy who's twentieth every week, and then you, yeah, I don't want to say luck into a win, but you, you, right. you get a win, and yeah. now you're in the playoffs, and then you're the first one out in the next round of playoffs for the most part, just because you're going to probably finish twentieth or so. But mm-hmm. I think it adds adds validity to this 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 point system everybody's been squawking at. So I like the, the amount of winners. I hope it 
continues on year after year. Right. And I think with the how the points are and how consistent some of your top five are, you're already locking yourself in. So those spots are slowly, it's not, you don't have 16 spots. You have like 10 or so because people start to lock themselves in on points. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's really scary. I mean, like they're talking about Harvick and just him even finishing fifth. He took a huge points hit this yeah. week just because another person shoved him out. Right. Yep. And, and it's like, he was like, I forgot how many points above the cut line. And mm-hmm. now he's, like 44 points out of the cut line or something like yeah, that. But right. they were, they were he talking was, about. He was battling Bell for that last spot, yeah. you know what I mean? And and I think to that point, it's going to make it interesting because when we get to Daytona, you know, I, I'm thinking like Daytona 500 last year with Michael McDowell winning. You know, should a guy like Michael McDowell win Daytona in August, he's going to need to really step his game up over these last few races leading up to that because he's going to need every point possible to maybe leapfrog a guy like Christopher Bell or something like that. So should whoever win Daytona, you know, at that super speedway race needs to be high enough in points to bump out somebody else who might have one win, if that makes sense. Well, and it's just like they said on the broadcast last week with LaJoy, even if he would have won that race, he wasn't in the top 30 in points. So he would have had to be in the top 30 to even qualify for the top 16. Right. And that took a big, you know, he didn't win that race in Atlanta, but he took a big hit this past weekend with a big crash too. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're really going to have to, it's, it, that's what racing is though. You have right. to take risks. You have to try to get every spot possible, but those with risk or with those rewards come the risks of yeah. wrecking your stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't think for, for the joy too, that's not even about being in the playoffs. Right. It's about a win. Right. Like at that point, yeah. if I'm 30th in points or whatever, I'm wrecking you for a win. Like right. If, well, I don't want to get off the subject, but if, if it were me, God, if Elliot moved up, I would have punted him out, out of my way. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, you know, same. It, e- either way, like either, both of them were at fault. I mean, both of them did their job, but, or he didn't. He should have wrecked him. And that's what I think he says afterwards. <laughs> he was he too wrecked, nice. Ruined. He was too nice. He, I right. would have yeah. punted him. And, and some, something we'll touch on in just a second is, you know, there's a lot of rides opening up already. See, silly season has already begun between 2023 and 2024. <laughs> so, you know, all of these guys that might want to up their ride situation for the next couple of years are on display right now you've got to perform if you want one of these teams with big name or you know with big cars um you know high well performing cars um if you want those teams to sign you you got to show some results so a guy like orly joyce probably on you know on tryout mode right now so well, especially when you have people like ty gibbs who will probably move up in the next couple of years as right. well right exactly yeah there's there's a bunch of Young, young up-and-coming drivers looking for places, and we know where Ty Gibbs is going to go, obviously, but who does that push out? And uh, there, there's certainly a lot of things to come there. So um, I, I can't I can't let New Hampshire go without talking about that lobster uh, that they hand out in Victory Lane. I mean, it's a great tradition. Nothing says New England more than a 20-pound lobster in Victory Lane at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And do we like live animals in Victory Lane? I mean, is that something that we'd like to see continue or what? looking at me yeah no i did you're from, my research you're from michigan you're all into like cows and goats and stuff like that up there aren't you <laughs> yeah that's where i'm from yeah. <laughs> she's from the country in michigan i know how to ride a horse just kidding um, <laughs> no okay so i looked this up and lobsters have feelings okay and so now i feel so bad because i love lobster well, of course I love they scream seafood. when you put them in the heat no they don't it's a lie no it's, it's a whistle it's the whistle <laughs> so, oh. from the steam coming oh, through the right. shell oh okay i'm telling you i'm, I'm not <laughs> like a pita person but i read that they have like intensive you know like what what was the thing i said earlier today uh, nerve it was like Thank a nerve you. system nerve system 
And yeah. so they like feel stress and whatever. And so I would be so stressed if, if someone was just, this. I did. If someone was <laughs> So you believe it? Uh, no. But, <laughs> but I Google do feel bad. Lie. Like if, right. so you're just being like dragged around by your little claws, like Brad holding him up during the little like counter talk. Um, I, just, I feel bad. She, Carlene is that fired up about the poor Carlene lobster. Carlene is that in her right. feels for the feels of the lobster. I do feel bad. If it were like, hey, here's like a certificate for a 20 pound lobster, like that's cool. But to have the actual thing there, just like, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I, I too have a, you know, a nervous system called uh, hungriest tastiest <laughs> and lobsters are where it's at, you know. God bless you. <laughs> the uh, so I, I am all for you know if Christopher Bell needs a buddy to help him crack into those things, man, I will bring my little you know shuckers or whatever there. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be right over and I'll uh, I'll gladly and I love just tweet after the race. Anybody have some you know butter sauce or something mm-hmm. like that? That was uh, that was good because there's nothing better than some drawn butter and some lo- fresh lobster. That also started like a whole tweet thread about things people needed. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep, and and, oh, and I did did see on social media too that uh, people were resurrecting Christopher Bell when he won with KBM in the Rattler 250 at South Alabama Speedway, uh, probably six seven years ago now. Um, the winner of that race, because there's all kinds of rattlesnakes around South Alabama Speedway in Op Alabama. If you've never been to Op Alabama. I'm not sure you really want to opt out, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a great little racetrack. There's just don't go there for the experience because there's not a whole lot to do around that area. And you hear banjos. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But when you win that race, they have a handler that puts an actual live rattlesnake around your shoulders. Oh, hell no. Oh, like and it's not like a little baby rattlesnake, like a little glorified garden snake. No, this this sucker is like eight feet long. And the guy that puts it around your neck kind of looks like a carny like you're not really sure if this guy really knows what he's doing he's probably been bitten by these things a couple of times and you know but hey it 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 makes it for a great photo and if you haven't seen it check social media maybe do a little google uh photo research but when christopher bell won the rattler 250 uh, a handful of years ago when they brought that rattlesnake out dude was just about in tears like i've never (laughs) seen a man's mouth drop as far as his did in victory lane just when he saw that snake and uh, i mean i would too i mean snakes and especially rattlesnakes i would not want to win just because no i would hit the brakes at the checker someone else go (laughs) your worst enemy go 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 there have been many people you know in my short track days covering that race that have said that like i don't i want to win but i'm not sure how i would handle that and and I don't blame them. I mean, I would probably do it because snakes don't bother. I don't care for them. I don't like them. I don't care if they have feelings when, you know what I mean? I don't care if they're like lobsters, but you know, I don't look, I want the race that if that's what it takes and that's what I'll do, but I can understand people who wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely not. Mm-mm. That's so, a no for me. Yeah, I get it. But so we've got just a handful of races left before we finish out the regular season before we get to date or you know after daytona in mid-august uh so who are some of the drivers that are kind of showing some uh so showing some strength when it really matters getting ready for that stretch run for the playoffs and all that stuff who are some of the drivers that we think uh you know are, are flexing the most muscle right now ross justin i second that okay chase okay oh, yeah larson Larson. Is Larson, though? Larson has, late in the past couple weeks, he hasn't had such a great time. But, I mean, he's usually pretty consistent. And when he needs to get something done, he typically can. Who's not list? 
Yeah, after he's last not, season, yeah, he's, he does not look I feel like he's year. falling off compared to what he normally does. Right. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, Hamlin, too. But Yeah, Hamlin's doing well. And I don't know, because we, we always toss this idea around, and I don't know how realistic it is, but when you look at HMS, you got Larson, uh, Bowman, and Byron have all won races, and they're struggling compared to what Chase is doing. And that's happened in years past. Chase has been like the kingpin at HMS, and the other three kind of aren't as fast. And at the beginning of the season, it was the opposite way. Chase was the one that was struggling, and the other ones were winning all these races. Um, so now I almost wonder if, like, the nine still doing their thing, and the five and the 48 and the 24 are kind of in just survival mode, I guess, until the playoffs. Like, I don't know, and I don't even know if that's the right strategy, if that is a strategy, or if they are just missing it a little bit. Well, Byron had, like, that little stretch of wins around Martinsville where right. he was, like, looking pretty good and has kind of died out. But if anyone is not hot at HMS, it's Bowman. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. had a couple rough weeks. Yeah, and, like, just, like, last weekend when you – qualify poorly you're in the back with the people who also usually qualify poorly like you're not setting yourself up for success yep and he took a hit this weekend too right Mm -hmm. you know and and he's one of those guys that i you know he's he's not locked into the playoffs but he's in a comfortable spot to be in the playoffs and all that stuff so you know it's tough but you know i'm i'm impressed i guess to say that like a guy like Truex had a good run at New Hampshire. So I, I am, I'm going to put him in my hot list because even though he has not performed the way that that 19 team normally performs through the first, you know, 20 races of the season, whatever it is, but you know, he, he's showing some strength now. And now that he's put that, there's still those rumors of how much longer is he going to continue to do this and all that stuff. But he, you know, he knows that he's going to, he's doing this for at least a little while longer. So now that he's got that kind of behind him, I wonder if now he can focus and the media can leave him alone and stuff like that. And he can just focus at the job on the job at at hand. So um, he's my guy. And, And you mentioned Chastain. Are we on board with this whole NBC narrative of this guy being so super aggressive and they have to bring it out every single Humor time I they carry. talk to him? I'm a, I'm going to jump on my soapbox for a minute about yes. this. Defend your boy, Ross Chastain. <laughs> yes, I am on the Chastain train. Thank you. Oh. Hey. <laughs> okay, that sounded really bad. <laughs> um, I think they're pushing it a little too much. Yes. Ross is being aggressive and you know, he's not making any friends, but you got to think, you know, Kyle Bush and Tony Stewart and all these guys were also the same way. And they were known as the villains, but NBC needs that narrative to kind of push like, let's see if Hamlin will pay, you know, pay him back this week or whoever. I just think it needs to, to back her down a little bit, you know, cause to be honest, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, you know, Chase does something, he does no wrong. Ross does something, he's public enemy number one. Not, in my opinion, that's just not how it should be. Well, it's, you know, how often it happens, I think, is kind of the issue. If it happens every once in a while, then yeah, it's just hard aggressive racing. But it's been almost just about every week with Ross that he's been, you know, involved in something. But here's where, you know, I think NBC does a great job with the broadcast. If, you know, they both do a great job. But if I was to choose which broadcast team I'd rather listen to, I think I'd rather listen to NBC because I feel like I'm I'm talked to on a higher level than I am when I listen to the Fox broadcast. I think Fox is right. for the new fans. NBC is a little bit more for the seasoned fans. Um, how that being said, 
a guy like Jeff Burton, he seems to have something for Ross. Like, you know, he, he's not a big fan. That's just how it's coming to me. Maybe it, that's not the case, but it almost seems like he's got something against Ross in the way that he races. And it's a polar opposite from the way that Jeff raced. Jeff was a clean guy, never, you know, maybe had one or two incidents. I think he had one with Jeff Gordon that one time, but that's about the only time anybody ever saw him get fired up at the racetrack. And, you know, Jeff never won a championship. His son Harrison's out there not performing as well as anybody thought that that 21 car could or should be running. Um, So when you see a guy that's new to the Cup, you know, I know Ross has been around for a little while, but at least, you know, for the first time in a solid, consistently running up front car, which is what Harrison's doing as well. And you see one guy racing for the lead and you got your son back there kind of on the same plane, you know, running 20th. And I can see that kind of animosity there. And maybe that's not the case, but that's, that's how it comes across to me. Um, when I listen to Jeff talk is, you know, Jeff's a great driver, won plenty of races, hall of fame, all that. Um, but I, I think because it's different than the way he did it. There's two different narratives there too. Where, you know, I, I have listened to the Burton continuum where, you know, it talks about the stuff between Ward and Jeff and how they work their way up. But when it comes to Harrison, I'm not going to say he was handed his ride, but he didn't have to work for it as hard as someone like Ross Chastain, who would pretty much jump into anything mm-hmm. to get an opportunity. So, like you said, yeah, it might not be the way he raced, so he has, you know, has it out for Ross. But you also have to show Ross some respect because he has gone from – F equipment to pretty much the cream of the crop now. Right. And so well, you also got to give Harrison a little slack at he's racing a Ford. And we've seen how the Fords are struggling. That's correct. And, I mean, that's and, fair. And Ross Chastain's been thrown into a Chevy where Chevys have been dominant all year. I mean, when you got Daniel Suarez even, I mean, yeah. running in the top and mm-hmm. stuff when he hasn't been running in the top, it shows something to this Chevy power that's happening on this new body. The Fords are just lacking. I'm only saying that in a little bit of a defendance of Harrison because I yeah. feel like no, the Fords have been no, slow. That's and fair. It's that's I don't think he's doing anything wrong, right? Per se, maybe not pushing the envelope, but I, that team one is you know, not a bigger team, right? But still, they're they're just struggling in general. I think with whatever's happening with the Fords, and that's not putting a, a you know slander on a Ford or anybody. It's right. just something's happening there. While Chevys have got the power, you got, I mean, you got Corey LaJoy in a Chevy running mm-hmm. for a win at mm-hmm. Atlanta. Again, nothing against Corey, but rarely up front running for a win. Right. Chevy running up front for a win. Um, how, but, you know, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I feel like the Chevy, you got some power and you see it with Suarez and, and Chastain being dominant and Almonding are doing pretty good. And some of these guys who normally don't have a lot of right. backing, that's mm-hmm. why I like the new car model. I love watching these guys up front. And I hope we see more of it. But once Ford gets it figured out, I think. Because I think, like I said, I think in general Ford's got something amiss. I'm not sure right. what it is, but they're definitely missing something. Well, and on the super speedway package for the Fords, obviously because it's a, you know, a kind of a free-for-all, you do see them run technically yeah. up front. But that's about as good as they get. I mean. Right. Yeah. But, no, I think – I feel like NBC – it's all about the narrative of the news, though, too, right? I mean yeah, – Right. It, it is. It's all about the media, like, oh, it causes controversy. And, honestly, here we are talking about it. And that's uh, – every time I go on any NASCAR channel, everybody's talking about Ross or Danny paying him back. And they're, the, the opinions are crazy uh, on both sides. It's almost a 50-50 split. I mean, even I'm always torn because I'm always like, I'll break my mama for my first win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what he's doing is, yeah, maybe bump it. I don't think he's doing it aggressively on purpose. I think he's just making – Bonehead, I don't want to do. I call it bonehead mistake. Right. He's he's going into a corner and he's making a mistake. But right. 
they've all done it. I mean, I saw Denny hit someone this weekend on mistake, going to the corner too hard and push somebody up the up in the wall a little bit. But I don't think it was out of frustration. I don't think I, I think we kind of caught that for who he hit. But right. Well, it, it goes back to that. You know, a guy like Ross, like Alex just mentioned, having to kind of scratch and claw his way to get to where he is right now. And I go back to that uh, thing that when Ryan Priest was here with us uh, maybe a month or two ago, he said, "I race." to make money to put food on my table. Like he's, he's not a billionaire or anything like that. You know what I mean? Ross is kind of one of those guys now that still has that mentality where the better he finishes, the more money he makes, the more comfortably, you know, the more bills he can pay. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas a lot of these guys don't take those chances because they've got like, like your boy Ricky Stenhouse selling a $16 million house in Mooresville yes. right now. The guy has two cup wins and two Xfinity Series championships. But that that affords you a $16 million, right. you know, horse ranch in Mooresville. Yeah. So, I mean, there, you know, there's, that's nothing against Ricky. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Guys get pretty comfortable the more money they make. Well, so, they don't need to take those well, chances it, anymore. It, was, it comes back to the conversation we were having before we went on. Right? I said, I was saying was, these guys used to work for this stuff. Right. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, when you sign up multi-million dollar contract to race for our team just to race right when back in the day dale senior was racing and wrecking people because that's how he got paid on the weekend yeah he fixed his car he wrecked his car he did he would take you out for the win right. like again but that's why i agree with i'll take you out for the win if i need to i'll mm-hmm. block you like i i would if i were Corey, i'd erect him if i were chase i would erect him if he would run around me yeah either whoever was in that position i'm gonna wreck you for the win right. but i'm not gonna wreck you for seventh place in the middle of the race like right. i'm not gonna bump you that's where you kind of becomes a bonehead but those other you know but come to the end of the race i might wreck you for fifth if it pays more right <laughs> well and to the point <laughs> I mean, sorry going back to ross you know what you're saying about ryan priest putting food on the table you know a lot of these guys make money and yeah they'll do sponsor appearances and all that crap on you know during the week Ross goes and still works on his family's watermelon farm. Right. He doesn't have a coach he takes to the track because he said that during an interview. I believe it was during the rain delay in Nashville. But so he's not one of these guys who's got a multi-million dollar motor home, whatever. Right. And he's just a dude who but brings But a lot his, of them like own their own companies then too. Like you've right. got Truex Management and like Brad Keselowski owns some like, like a machine manufacturing shop. Yeah. Yeah, company. Like, and Harvick has their Their KHI. management group. Like one, like these top drivers have so many other sources of income as well that it's almost like i'm just here because it's fun now right well yeah they're all going to you know they're all making plenty of money and you know they've probably got enough but you get accustomed to living a certain way Mm -hmm. and after you're done driving and that money might not come in you might still make money just not what you had been making especially when you had two sources of income at the time um you know you look at a guy like jeff gordon you know one of the best drivers you know i'd say top five drivers of nascar history you know, still had to work at Fox for a little while and still works, you know, even when he was off of Fox now, he's at HMS and kind of setting himself up there in the end of the team ownership role. So very rarely can you see a guy just step away and live comfortably, you know, because guys retire from the Cup Series in their 40s, you know what I mean? They still mm-hmm. got 30, 40, 50 years of their life left to live. And, you know, the few million dollars you got in the bank might not last that long, especially when you got... $16 million houses and jets and, you know, yeah. whatever else Life you might have. Lake. Right. So you've got to uh, set yourself up in in a certain way. And, um, you know, there, there's no wrong way to do it. I'm just saying, you know, the, the best way to make sure that you can live the life you want to live is to win races. And the only way you're going to win races sometimes is to take chances and piss some people off. Um, Checkers you, or wreckers. That's right. It's all in good fun. 
We should make some diecast called that. Yeah, so. I wonder. That'd be a really great series. I think that'd be awesome. Get on that, Alex. <laughs> oh, got it. Noted. <laughs> All right. So uh, we, we need to also touch on the big news of the week before New Hampshire is Tyler Reddick leaving Richard Childress Racing at the end of the 2023 season. So, yeah, still a year and a half away. Moving to 2311 Racing in 2024. Anybody see that one on their radar? Not Absolutely on my bingo not. card. No. Mm-hmm. So what do we think of that? Uh, the way they announced it uh, a year and a half in advance when a guy, you know, Reddick's already won a race this season, you know, going to race for a championship, but a team that's probably, judging by their tweets right after the announcement, not too pleased with that little dude. Uh, no. And of course they did it in Denny Hamlin fashion. Um, <laughs> sorry, not a huge Hamlin fan. Um, I just think that it... It was really bad timing. I do agree with RCR and the fact that Hamlin actually came out this past weekend and said, well, I hope RCR honors his contract. I hate to see someone sidelined for a year. And I'm like, oh, so you couldn't wait until mid of next year to announce it because now you almost cost him something. That was pretty ballsy of Denny to come out and say that because after pissing RC off, you know, Richard Childress is not the guy you want to piss off. Like he's old school, you know, that old hold my ring thing or hold my hold my watch whatever it was yeah. mm-hmm. he he's not afraid to tell you how he really feels but um yeah that, that that's tough timing it's make some awkward times in the shop too i gotta figure especially right after so. a win yeah. your yeah. first win right and tyler's like so non-confrontational like right. after the bristol dirt race with chase briscoe like He's just not that personality. This dang Mike. <laughs> He's just not that personality, and Denny very much is. So I thought that in itself was very interesting. Like, that's the team you go to. I don't know. Denny's a drama queen. No, like they just wanted to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't want to get out there. They want to control it. Which right. I didn't disagree. Well, I didn't. I I'd actually thought it was a bold it was an awkward way to do it though. It was like what, Tyler, why are you on this call? Yeah, on a oh, Zoom he's call. supposed yeah. to be. Well, and first I was like, ah, look at that. It's hilarious. The way they did it, I thought was neat, but they kind of controlled the narrative. Like I said, they spun the media. Right. Which Mm -hmm. was, I thought was kind of clever because they always, you know, like I said, the media always does their thing. Like they're making Ross Chastain to be the person, just like they do with Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is horrible, but it's all because it sells the tickets and it's the Mm -hmm. drama and it's what the sport needs. Well, they controlled the narrative of like, ooh, who's going here? Who's going here? Because now the media is going on the frenzy of, who's going to fill that ride, but they couldn't say what's going to happen to Reddick for a year. Right. Mm-hmm. During all of 2023, that's what it would have been happening. Is Reddick going to resign? Reddick going to resign? Who's going to choose? Where is he going? They controlled that. They controlled the narrative and they come out early before any rumor got out there. Because if he would have signed today, that's what we're saying on the TV, I think, you know, he would have signed. Someone would have leaked it that oh, he yeah. signed right. anyway. So it would have been out there anyway. So the way they did that, I, I thought was kind of clever but yeah well, you know, well, i know also, it's not good timing but it also I, opens the door move. to the rumors that kurt bush will be retiring because well, he said oh, he, he only sure is he wanted That's to what, what like stay in it two years because he, he helped design years. the car or something mm-hmm. so now that they know reddick's going there in 24 then it's like oh well i guess that's kurt's cue yeah you almost have to figure now it, it sounds like for, from all reports that i've heard from some pretty close knit ties to the situation that there wasn't a whole lot of warning that Tyler Reddick gave RCR before he went and made that announcement there. You know, it wasn't like this has been in the works for a long time. Oh, that's clear from the post. Right. (laughs) This couldn't have been worse typing. Right. But, um, where I think it, hopefully, 
there was some advance warning within the 2311 shop to know what the long-term game plan is for their teams. Because you got a guy like Bubba Wallace, who had a great run in New Hampshire, probably his best start-to-finish run that he's had in the Cup Series um, uh, on a non-super speedway track, um, you know, with, with a great finish in New Hampshire. But he has underperformed this season. The 45 Kurt Busch has a win this season. You know, been consistently better than the 23 car has this year. So you introduce a guy like Tyler Reddick, who is, you know, about the same. I think he's about the same age as Bubba, right? Pretty close, at least, within a, mm-hmm. within a couple of years, probably. Um, coming into the fold, now is Bubba racing to, you know, hold his spot? Is Kurt retiring or is Kurt going to stay for you know 2024 and beyond and they're going to start a third team so hopefully there's been some talk within that group to not cause some infighting of like oh my god what what does my future hold now as we've talked about in this sport everybody's coming for everybody's job you know Mm -hmm. what I mean nobody's job is necessarily safe I think other than you know unless you're at Hendrick Motorsports or Joe Gibbs Racing I don't think I don't know if I could say that or you know your family your grandfather owns your team like Austin Dillon I can't say that anybody's job is safe right now right everybody is one sponsor away from leaving everybody's one you know bad season away from leaving for whatever reason so hopefully there was some at least talk in the 2311 shop of you know what is our long long-term game plan there because I can see a lot of drama coming from that too Right. Well, my question, again, going back to like Reddick specifically and sponsorship, when you sell sponsorship, you do like what, one or two race. And if it goes well, then you sign them on for like multiple years with it being known that Reddick's leaving. No one's going to like want to just be with RCR and sponsor for like a year. Like that's going to be RCR's issue is can they get sponsors to be coming back on that car? And and hopefully, you know, I, I don't know if those sponsors that are currently on the eight car are ones that have signed on because Tyler was the driver or they just signed on with RCR and they happen to have open races on the eight car. You know, I don't know and probably won't know. So, but obviously RCR is going to want to keep those sponsors with them and they don't want Tyler taking them to 2311 in 2024. So there's going to be some issues there and it's going to be tough for, you know, I, I, if I was Richard Childress out of spite, I'd be like, you know what, dude, finish this year out and the next year, go find whatever Xfinity ride you can find until you go back to the mm-hmm. Cup Series, whatever the situation is, because I don't want any part of it. But you need to have that eight car out there competing for wins mm-hmm. because you need somebody to get into that car. You need sponsors to sign on to that car because RCR will not succeed as a one car team. You know, nobody succeeds really as a one car team. Mm-hmm. So they need that second team. Whether they have somebody in mind, you know, from their Xfinity lineup with uh, Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed, right? Mm-hmm. The race yeah. for RCR in the Xfinity yeah. series or someone else. You know, I've heard anything from Noah Gregson to Daniel Hemrick again. I've heard I lots of... because colleagues got that their satellite, their uh, sister team of RCR. Exactly. I wish they would grab Priest. That's who I wish they'd grab. Well, he's under Ford now. That that's Is he under Ford now? No, he's with, like, SHR. It's like a whole thing. Currently, yes. 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 I mean, like you said, it could always change. Right. For the right amount of money and the right Because he always did good for JTG. I mean, he did decent. He would have good runs and then get wrecked or something like that. And he he was only a partial schedule. So, I mean, it would be great to see him get a good ride and try again. Can I just, like, side note real quick that RCR and the Dylan boys did not have a good week this past week or the weekend. 
No, no, that was not a banner week in the uh, in Welcome, North Carolina, for those it that was family. Not welcome. But I was going to say that's the other thing is now ties without a ride next year, right? And that's the other grandkid. Whether or not he wants to go there and use up his granddaddy stuff like Austin's doing, I mean, I we'll see. Go. I don't think not using it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did really well in the Xfinity race, so there's that. Right. Go Ooh. race for big machine. Yeah, hey, which man. which is a RCR satellite team. They're right across the street. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, with Ty announcing that they've mutually parted with the Petty GMS team for 2023, um, that opens up another, you know, pretty good ride. The 42 has not performed well this year, but Eric Jones has. You know, he, mm-hmm. he has raced top five in a lot of races that we were not necessarily accustomed to seeing that 43 running as strong. And, and again, I think he's kind of having one of those, you know, we talked about hot and not earlier in the, in the show. I think Eric Jones has been very quietly hot this year. He's, mm-hmm. he's raced pretty well um, for that petty GMS team. So what happens with that 42? Like I said, you, those same guys that could be in line to run the eight car could be in line to run the 42. Um, you know, you think in the Chevrolet camp, you know, I Noah Gregson's name's probably, top on uh, on the list of potential drivers to race in a Chevrolet car right and then you've also heard rumblings that maybe there's going to be a JRM cup team you know what I mean who knows what's really going to happen here so a lot of question marks still to come uh with silly season I think this is just the beginning you know I I think you know we talked Kyle Busch doesn't have anything he made it very clear that he doesn't know what he's what his plans are going to be moving forward and um it seems really strange to me to see the kind of juxtaposition, how 2311 can come out and say, we've got Tyler Reddick for 2024. We'll figure out the sponsorship. We'll figure out what, what it all means down the road, but we want our guy. How come Joe Coach Gibbs isn't doing that with Kyle Busch? Mm-hmm. Like, I get you need sponsorship to run to the level that you want to run. But wouldn't it be easier to say, okay, Kyle's under contract for another two, three years, whatever it might be. Let's go find him some sponsors. You know what I mean? You, you, would you be willing to let him go because you didn't have sponsorship? Or would you rather just try to figure it out with him? My team would be, if it was me, my team would be better with Kyle Busch, whether I had a blank car or if I had, you know, Microsoft on the side of it. Let's, you know, just some Fortune 500 company on the side mm-hmm. of it. Um, regardless, I want Kyle Busch driving my car. Or just flex your wealth like Hendrick and put your own company on that car yeah. or whatever. Like, right. There's consistency there. Yeah. Right. And I mean, Penske kind of does the same thing. So just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. show up and show out. Yeah. A lot, a lot of Penske's deals are business to business stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You look at Pertech and Dent Wizard and stuff like that. They're all things that kind of enhance what. Trucking. Yeah. But the, he's the know. only guy probably at the JGR camp that is probably the most. Oh. I don't want. I don't want to like polarizing. Volatile, volatile. Yeah. yeah. And maybe not. You know, you he- see what you see on TV. Everybody gets mad in a car, right? So I can't imagine. But you hear his explicit breakouts on right. on the radio and stuff like that. And maybe Coach Gibbs is like, you know what? Like, I'm tired of it. And he's got Ty coming up. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I'm curious if he's kind of weighing options. I mean, he's yeah, a driver. I, I don't remember. I love Kyle, Kyle Bush. Bush. Right. His grandson is literally. Kyle well, Busch Jr. Well, it's pretty early to say that. Oh, no, he's it's not. Right now. It's, no, he's yeah. it's pretty, it's still early to say that. Kyle's had some pretty good tirades. Oh, but, no, he has, but Ty Gibbs is his working his way out. Yeah, he is working his way out. And do you see how, like, quiet he is in interviews now? Like, yeah. he just repeats the same thing over and over again because I think he got a stern talking to. Yeah. Well, and, well, and he didn't take his helmet off when he fought Sam Mayer, so I'm still bitter about that. that that's, that's true. quoted. And Kyle is, he represented that Mars brand 
very well. You yeah. know what I mean? He, yeah. he, well, let me put it this way. Even when he had his tirades and his outbursts and his crashes and his everything and cussing and, you know, whatever, whatever it else that, that happened, um, Mars never went anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. still, oh, I'd, st- I'd pick Kyle Bush today. It was not a slam with him. I just, I know for Gibbs, it doesn't seem So match, for but. a family brand like Mars, like if you've got those M&M characters on the side of your car, and even if you've got some hothead driving it, if Mars still will stick with him, you got to figure any other company could too, right? Yeah. Like anybody, anybody else can mm-hmm. say, look, my car is winning races, and yeah, my driver's going to piss some people off. But the bottom line is, my car, my logo is on TV every single right. week. So, well, I went and saw that Rowdy movie, and mm-hmm. that was like the thing was Mars literally came in and told Kyle, like, we do not care how you act, just right. get us in victory lane. Right. Well, and I mean, because of Mars being like Mass at a family brand, you see so many kids wearing the Eminem's products. So that's why right. Kyle Bush has so many, you know, younger fans is because they identify with those Eminem's right. characters. And he's you a know. candy man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and then there's so many we see all the time. We see kids walking around with Kyle Busch diecast in their hands. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily because they're Kyle Busch fans, but they love M Ms. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't yeah. love M Ms? And you the know cars I mean? are so colorful. Right. Like yes. it's perfect. Right. So it, it was a long partnership that lasted longer than uh, a lot of other sponsors in in the sport ever did. Um, and unfortunately, that is coming to an end. So that's kind of what's opening these doors to some uh, talks and negotiations for Kyle Busch moving forward. But Still a lot of question marks, a lot of things still to uh, be, you know, figured out over the next year and a half before the 2024 season. Normally, we're talking what's going to happen in 2023. We're already talking 2024 in the silly season stuff. So it will be uh, a lot of fun to watch. And who knows? We're, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. By the time this show airs, we might even have more silly season stuff that we're not even uh, thinking about to this point. But circling back to New Hampshire, how about all that confetti on the race win diecast for Christopher Bell? I mean, we, we love to see it, don't we? Oh, yeah. Our artists don't, but we do. That's all right. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Confetti makes a difference. You got to have it. Right. Mm-hmm. We did that Twitter poll. I don't know if we've done a show since we did that Twitter poll, but it was overwhelmingly positive to say that folks want confetti Can, on absolutely. the diecast cars. The people who, like the tracks, because I know there are some that do and some that don't. Whoever is in charge of the confetti confetti cannon can you please aim it at the car not randomly little spots well no i think they aim it at the car but they got to take the wind into account it's like when thomas and i play golf you know we have to take the wind into account to see how far left or right our balls are actually going to go because they're not going to go straight regardless but you know well, i mean that's true but i mean i had a team look at one of the race one diecast going oh yeah we wish they would have hit confetti more on the car because there's like little pieces like on yeah. the deck lid but yeah. that's you know you got to take the weather into account too yeah, yeah. but uh, the Christopher Bell Ream number 20 Toyota Camry Victor, uh, race win die cast from New Hampshire currently available. Uh, get it today or order it today at lionelracing.com. Call our friendly call center agents at 1-800-952-0708 or check out other authorized Lionel Racing die cast dealers. And uh, great weekend in New Hampshire. Certainly looking forward to Pocono. Who's going to win Pocono this weekend? Mm. Good back. call. Come back to Isn't me. Isn't Pocono like a strategy race? Yeah, it's usually a full mileage race, but that was with the old car. With this new car, you have no idea. Because who ran right. out of gas last year? Was it Larson? And mm. then Bowman took the win? Is that Was that Pocono? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's when Bowman won. But yeah. Someone ran out of gas, but... I think it was Larson. Oof. I hope I that happens I, I again. Pick, I want to pick Blaney, but those Fords, I just don't know. Well, I, mean, I, I think Blaney it's going to be... doesn't run well at Pocono. She didn't would his know. First, didn't his first win come up? Pocono? It did, yeah, it but did. in the Wood Brothers car. But it's, this year, I wouldn't count him in. He said he's he really struggling. Run, but I'm like, I, the I, past couple he, years, he hasn't. Well, 
All right. right. So here's what we do. So in our little inter-office pool, and we just have lunch on it. We don't put money on it or anything like that. It's for the end of the season. Oh, in that case, I'm picking Corey LaJoy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, We're not that's what I've been doing, just off-the-wall picks. I picked Joey Logano last week, so now I pick first in this week's pool. So anybody who's listening that has an idea of who I should pick uh, with my first pick, absolutely not. use no, hashtag authenticatedfan and let me know who I should pick with the first pick of this week's uh, race pool. Right, uh, I shouldn't say anything. He's on my team. I'm going with Busher yeah. again. <laughs> that was a bold pick, but hey, it's going to pay off. If you one give of him a fake days. pick, we'll put you in for a free diecast too. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's everything from New Hampshire. Going to Pocono this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all three series, I believe, are racing at Pocono. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Don't correctly, forget about so. the Christopher Bell. People were asking about the dual autograph. We yes. did not. We did not offer that in the elite, but we still have his Daytona win from 2021. It was his first win. Yes. So I'd mm-hmm. like to get that pushed out there. You guys order that. We got free shipping going online right now for the month of July. Yep. Mm-hmm. So free what, summer 22 left? is the promo code. Use it to get free shipping on, I think, $99 or more. Yep. But that car is on also on sale and free shipping. So visit mm-hmm. llamaracing.com, get Christopher Bell's Daytona dual autograph win elite. That if is, you forget what the code is, it's in our Twitter bio. It's Look also on our catalog. Boom. Online. So check and it out. Now here's wave two. <laughs> and uh, now here's Wonderwall. <laughs> right? I had to give a shameless plug. No, I'm glad you did. That's that's good stuff. And hopefully everybody's taking uh, taking full advantage of that free shipping offer because, uh, you know, that doesn't happen often anymore. So we're doing it now. So hopefully everybody's taking advantage of it. And uh, what's that now? Nothing. What? <laughs> Alex was just singing and dancing, and now she won't repeat herself. So <laughs> but she's... you were saying, like, don't forget. I was like, jump on it. Like, jump on What did we get ourselves into, Thomas? Know. Obviously, there's two other women in the room. There, it is way too early in the morning to be that hyped up. It's but 10 o'clock. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's getting lunchtime. Oh. All right, my favorite time of the day. All right, but my second favorite part of the day is fresh paint, and that's coming up Woo-hoo. next on Authenticated. It's fresh paint time, everybody, to look at, or we don't look at anything because we're an audio podcast, but to <laughs> learn look about the latest diecast releases from Lionel Racing, here's Carlene. Hello, everyone. My list is much shorter this time than usual, so you don't all have to listen to me for that long. I, love to I know to my you. voice is like a mixture of Jesus and Fergie, Perfect. but... <laughs> We're still here, so it's fine. Okay, so for this week, our fresh paints, we've got the majority of them are the race ones from the last um, couple weeks. We've got the Tyler Reddick number eight, three cheese salutes, American, American, Road America race win. Marka. Hashtag Marka. Um, the dual autograph with Reddick and Randall Burnett did sell out, but we still have just the regular elite ARCs available. It was Elite-ARCs. You guys know what I'm talking about. I got a feeling Reddick and Randall are not going to be signing at the same time. No, those are going to be in separate rooms. (laughs) There's a tortilla challenge coming. There you go. We also have the Chase Elliott number 9 Napa Atlanta race win, which we were talking about there in the beginning of the show, the little duel with him and Corey LaJoy. Um, That thing is... Covered in confetti. Um, Alex was talking about the confetti cannons not being pointed at cars. This one, I think, was like only two feet away from the car and just shot directly at it. Um, It's covered in that bright green, which looks really cool, honestly, on the Napa scheme. Um, And you guys know how that finish went. Just like absolutely hecticness. Can I I give Alex a little... Crap. Oh, Please do. Because she's talking about how much of a Corey LaJoy fan she is. And I am too. Don't get me wrong. I've known Corey for a long time. So have I. Flex. Okay, guys. How long? Yeah, name drop. Can I pick <laughs> that name up that I just dropped? 
But can I comment on the... So remember in Talladega Nights when Ricky Bobby's racing and he's got the giant Fig Newtons sticker on this windshield oh, of his God. car? Oh, God, here we go. So Alex goes to the Spire Motorsports shop to drop off diecast, pick up diecast, and she's no, like... No, she- Carlene was there! Okay, well, she didn't come home with a four-foot-long <laughs> number... <laughs> it's a full-blown door sticker, like, goes on the side of the race car, and Alex posts it on the... or puts it on the back window of her car. Corey it, liked it. Well, of course he did because you know if you're ever, if he's ever behind you, you won't see him because the <laughs> sticker blocks your entire back window. I mean, it is the largest freaking sticker I've ever seen on a vehicle. But yeah, hey, if anybody's gonna ever say, I wonder if she's a Corey LaJoy fan, well, well confirm. You'll know. Well, Corey's got his own side. The other two have Blaney and Chastain on the other. So. Yeah, but those two Holy. are still only about a third of the size <laughs> of the seven size. cars. <laughs> I was going to say something, but it was going to come out wrong. So we're just going to continue. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right. Sorry. I Sorry to go on that aside. I had to give uh, Alex no. a little bit of Now, uh, if anyone time. sees that, they're going to know that it's Alex's car. Like, that's that a really true. large number seven. Well, I know who that is. Right. <laughs> Please don't come for me. <laughs> no. All in good fun. I'm sure they're just going to come for autographs. Of course. I'll drive away. I drive fast. <laughs> You do. I do drive fast. I've followed you out of the parking lot a few times, and, like, you leave me in the dust. I'm like, With holy it. crap. I have ST in my car. I have to put it in sport mode. There we go. Hit the NOS. <laughs> and going with fast drivers, the winner of the Daytona 500, Austin Cendrick's number two, Keystone Lake Camo, which ran at the All-Star Race, and a lot of you guys wanted that car, and at the time we couldn't offer it, but now we can. So do us all a favor and go pre-order it and put your money where your mouth is. Ayo. Yeah. Much love to all y'all. Um, all of these and more, as you guys know, are at LionelRacing.com. You can also call our call center at one 800 952 or contact any of our other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. And as you all know as well, I like repeat myself a lot here. Uh, we do get them up on the Instagram story. So if you guys ever check that out, we usually have our fresh paints up there too. Good work. Good job. That was fun. Go team. You know what else is fun? NASCAR Authentics. I know uh, everybody's been waiting with bated breath to figure out what this news is going to be. And we're going to have it for you in just a moment. Unauthenticated. Everyone loves NASCAR Authentics, including us at Lionel Racing. And uh, we hear about you all the time on social media, how much you look forward to these. And uh, I know Wave 2 was uh, met very positively with the introduction of the next-gen diecast into the mass retailers, such as Walmart, Target. And I know our store at Concord Mills was slap full of people trying to buy those diecasts last week. And uh, so with Wave 2 coming out, uh, those will be in stores in just a couple of weeks. Uh, about three weeks from now, from when you're hearing this, that you'll start finding them in your local Walmart and Target stores. That's not the big NASCAR Authentics news that we have here, though. What we have coming to Walmart and Target stores even before wave you okay over there? Yes. Yeah, even before wave two hits stores at Walmart and Target in the next three weeks or so. Before that, there is a bonus wave of NASCAR Authentics 164th scale diecast coming to Walmart and Target stores. Say what? Exactly. So this is a bonus wave of NASCAR Authentics 164th scale diecast, all next gen cars, all test cars. And a lot, there are cars that are the same as that you'll find in Wave 2, plus some other test cars and some other unique diecast, next-gen related, that you will find in your Walmart and Target stores even before you find the Wave 2. That said, 
these will be in a strictly limited number. So the amount of cases that Walmart and Target stores normally get, divide that by about three, and that's how many cases of these test car wave will be hitting stores. So they will be extremely hard to find, but that's what's going to make it fun, trying to find these cars. Uh, because you're going to want to, because there's some exclusive 164 scale diecast that you will only find in this special bonus wave of NASCAR Authentics diecast. They have special packaging that distinguish it from wave two. Uh, it's uh, in a black and white next gen test car packaging. Uh, you're definitely going to want to keep your eye out for them, and they will be in stores in the next two weeks. Yes, Carlene. And if you do find them, just out of curiosity, post a picture and tell us where you found them at, because we're That'd curious be too, and I think it'd be really cool to see where they end up and make sure you tag us at lionel racing because uh we want to see wh where they are because uh again it's just gonna be black friday in the toy aisle a, a quick refresher because there's every time we put out a wave release video and stuff like that people are like oh it never comes to my stores you guys suck okay <laughs> it did, did i did i summarize those tweets pretty I mean, well it's pretty essential okay so just to reiterate we provide, we manufacture the diecast and we provide them to the retailers who send them to their distribution centers. Those retailers then use their own metrics to determine which stores that these cars go to. It is completely out of our hands which stores these cars go to. So speak to your store manager, speak to uh, someone at the store, say, hey, we want to see more NASCAR Authentics diecast because that's the best way to get those cars. You can complain to us, but again, we hand it off to the retailers, the retailers determine which stores they go into. That's my little aside on that. Don't but, add us. But now everybody wants to know, okay, so what are these cars that are going to be in this special bonus wave of NASCAR Authentics next-gen diecast? Alex, tell, give the people what they want. I can do that. Uh, we got the Ford Mustang unveil, the Toyota Camry unveil, and the Chevy Camaro unveil. I'm gonna, All the yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. So what those are, if you remember the next-gen um unveil basically that they did in charlotte uh, back last fall i think the ford chevy and toyota we've got those cars in this in this special wave so it'll be pretty cool thank you we have chris busher's number 17 fast and all test car the hendrick motorsports number five test car the daniel suarez number 99 track house racing test car the ricky sittenhouse jr number 47 kroger test car the william byron number 24 exalted test car Coke Custer's number 41 Stuart Haas Racing Test Car. And finally, Austin Dillon's number three Bass Pro Shops Test Car. That's good stuff because, uh, again, if you're looking for Wave 2, some of those cars will be in Wave 2 as well, including this one, uh, this special bonus wave. But uh, some exclusive cars that you're not going to find uh, in Wave 2 will be part of this. And uh, I'm excited to see these cars in Thank store. Absolutely. And to go off that, and like we said, some of them are repeats, but the packaging is different. Correct. So it still makes them unique in their own right. Correct. So, Thomas, how many NASCAR Authentics cars do you have in your collection? A I'm, bunch, right? A bunch. Yeah. Is your walls covered? Covered. Completely covered right. with them. I know someone who has a lot in bins in their closet. Oh, I just wonder like if you know that person. Well, she just I said, said I, I know, know them. Oh, right. I know them, Santa. I but it's them. so cool to see when people post, like, they have, like, the straightest line of the authentics, like, hanging on their bedroom and, like, garage walls. Uh, yeah. That's well, Thomas. Uh, when I, especially when I was a kid, I told you. That's all yes. that lined my walls with right. those Racing Champions little 164s. Yeah. Who needs wallpaper? Now I got that Jimmy Means one. That's really cool. Right. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, and... Carlene, I think you put something on Twitter the other day or somebody shared that they kind of like 
do some crazy things with cars on pegs at stores to make sure that either they get reordered or to make sure that they get the cars that they want or they save the cars for their buddies that Mm -hmm. are coming to the store later. And we had no idea that that was even a thing. Or they made their driver to the front, wasn't it, or something? One person said they put the Kyle Bushes by the Barbie dolls, which I (laughs) thought was hilarious. But yeah, so many people were like, I hide them or like I flip haulers upside down so people don't know that that's what they are. And like I come back later or someone said they like hide it underneath the like shelving. So when they come back, when they have the money for it, they'll they know it's still there and they go get it. Like people, y'all are dedicated and it is so cool to see. Yeah, it it's we hear all the time from the NASCAR Authentics collectors just how passionate they are, and, um, and and we appreciate that. And and every bit of feedback that we get, we we read, we receive, we pass along. If if that's constructive criticism, we pass it along um, to the necessary parties and everything like that. So uh, we really like the interaction. And, and like Carlene said. Tag us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, let us know where you find, even if it is Wave 2 or if it's this bonus wave of next-gen test cars, uh, let us know where you're finding them, what stores, because you're also helping out your fellow collectors because if someone says, hey, I found them in, you know, Wausau, Wisconsin at the Walmart, if I live near Wausau, Wisconsin, I'm going to go drive to the Walmart and try to find more cars. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, I know a few people who go to every Walmart and Target around, depending on what state they're visiting, just to... I also know those people. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> we both know those people. Every once in a while, when I need to go to Walmart for something, I will veer into the toy aisle just to see what's on the shelf. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I just, just to see, you know, oh wow, there's we're up to we're current, or maybe we're a wave behind at my local store or something like that. And and again, if anybody believes that you know we have a say in and dictate which stores get these cars, the store here in Concord hasn't had cars in a couple of weeks now. So, I mean, if, if, if anybody was going to get cars, it would have been the one that's, you know, a mile and a half from our where, from our mm-hmm. warehouse. So that just kind of shows you where, uh, uh, you know, the, the amount, the role that we, and say that we have in which stores they go into. Um, Thomas, let me ask you this on, on the 164 scale, because uh, you deal a lot between our Lionel Racing RCCA forum. Um, you, your collectors are mostly 124 scale collectors. Correct. The ones yeah. that the ones that you speak to are they collectors of the sixty four scale as well? And is there a lot of correlation between the two, or do you think that there's uh, you know your higher end collectors that spend you know hundred dollars ish uh, on their die cast that they look down on the sixty fours? I mean, or do you think that they collect both? Or? It seems both. Yeah. It, it seems mixed. I mean, you, you got your guys who are just hardcore one twenty four scale. That's it. And that probably is more prevalent, but there are definitely the ones who have kids who want to get them started by the 64s, or they're just completionists. Right. So they'll buy the, the 24 race win and the 164th. I mean, I got one guy I know, he buys every race win die cast, and he buys 24 scale and 64 scale. Mm-hmm. Especially now, this year, we're finally offering all the 64s. But right. he was always he's a Chase fan for one, so he would always buy the 164 since we used to offer most of his last year. So, But he had to have the race win elite, and the race win 64. So he puts them, every one of them in his. So I guess it just depends on who you are. I feel like it's probably about split. Yeah. And, and it's fun because we're going to have to come up with we a better solution with, with these microphones. Uh, I'm politicking hard to actually get a real uh, studio in, in this room instead of just using a conference room. But uh, we'll, we'll cross that path down the road. Um, you know, I will say, so my kids both are on a swim team this summer and, you know, my son's made friends. He's 10. He's made friends with other little boys that, you know, I didn't know prior to the swim team. You know, they don't live in our neighborhood or anything like that. They're just 
kids that my kids that my son's grown, uh, you know, t- to know. And they'll come up to me and be like, hey, can you get me NASCAR Authentics cars? And I'm like, kid, I don't even know you. Like, like first of all, no. But and second of all, you. I don't even know you. That's what they right. But they think it's so cool that, like, we're involved in NASCAR Authentics. And, and, and that's what I think that's when it kind of hit home to me. Cause we see people all, all the time, you know, our NASCAR collector, NASCAR authentics collectors are anywhere from kids to the teenagers to twenties to we've got far older than twenties. You know, we've got 50 and 60 year old people tweeting us about, you know, what they're finding, what they like, what they know and all that stuff. Um, but when you get just random kids coming up being like, Oh, you make those cars. Where can I get them? Can I get one? Can you give them to me? I'm like, I know, but you know, thanks for thanks for being thanks a fan. For the support. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, tell your mom and dad to go get them. Like, I can't just give them to you. Like, any, I can't even give them to my own kid. Every every car that my kid has, I've gone to Walmart or Target and I spent six bucks on it. You know what I mean? I don't even get them for free or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, but it, it, it's really cool to see the the feedback that we do get, and, and you know, I know everybody's everybody wonders if we do read the comments and stuff like that. And I assure you that we do. Um, and constructive criticism is met well. You know, mm-hmm. just random rants for no reason are not met very well, but so be it. Look at me. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm, I'm speaking for my, solely for myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate the passion of the NASCAR Authentics fans. Hopefully everybody was excited about Wave 2 last week, and they're going to be equally excited to try to find this next-gen test car wave. Again, extremely limited quantities. There is no chase piece in this wave. So just like Wave 2 uh, of the uh, Coreline NASCAR Authentics, there is no chase piece. There's no liquid color. They're all just the standard schemes. Um so hopefully everybody's going to enjoy the hunt for these cars because they're going to be uh, they're going to be harder to find than a regular NASCAR Authentics wave. But that's going to just add to the collectability and to add to the fun of the uh, of the hunt to try to find these. And uh, again, tweet us, Instagram us, whatever it might be. Let us know where you're finding the NASCAR Authentics cars to help your fellow collectors because we want to show them off as well. Uh, so that's that's the big news, NASCAR Authentics. And uh, I know everybody's thinking, oh, when's Wave 3? Because about a nanosecond after posting Wave 2, that's what people were asking for. Oh, yeah. People are crazy. Even before we <laughs> released Wave 2, because it was taking quite a bit of time, yeah. people were like, okay, but where's Wave 3 now? Like, <laughs> right. before we even put 2 out. Right. And Y'all need to calm down. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was no, a big... Don't. There, there was a big gap, admittedly, between uh, Wave 1 and Wave 2. So uh, hopefully uh, there won't be quite that same gap. And, and I assure you, we don't withhold that information from you for any reason. These were not sitting on our desks for two months. Oh, we evil laughed. Right. Like, yeah, like, uh, we're going to make them wait. Yeah, no, I mean... The, I think I got them on my desk to take pictures and video uh, photos for the video, all that stuff. So it gets brought to our warehouse. As soon as it gets brought into our warehouse, it comes right up to my desk. I immediately take pictures of it and do all that stuff. And then we re- release it within a day of when it comes onto my desk. So mm-hmm. that tells you um, how quick we try to turn these around for you folks. So when we see it, you see it. Um, so as soon as we see wave three, you will see wave three and hopefully it'll be really, really soon. So So is this wave 2.5 or like, what are we calling this? So technically on the packaging, it says 2022 wave one Mm. because technically wave one was a race win wave. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, I guess chronologically, this is technically wave one because it's 2022 cars wave one, if that makes sense. So the packaging, again, it's different than the, you know, it's the same shape, I guess you can say of the NASCAR authentics, uh, core line, like wave two will be, uh, but the 
artwork is different. The graphics are a little bit different. So that's how you will distinguish. And it says test car, um, uh, next gen test car, uh, big and bold on the front of it. So that's how you will distinguish those from uh, the Corn Line Wave 2. So good luck finding these because they're going to be uh, definitely ones you want to add to your collection. And uh, we're going to wrap things up in just a minute. And if, if you remember NASCAR Authentics fans last week or last show, we uh, had a little giveaway to guess the cars in Wave 2. We're going to find out who the winner of some free diecast is going to be just up next on Authenticated. going to finish things up this week circling back to the last show where we asked you to guess which cars were going to be in wave two of nascar authentics nobody got them all right which is not surprising because that was going to be really hard to do but carlene we were able to pick somebody to get a free die cast right i did first of all i want to apologize to everyone who guessed because matt threw y'all for a loop and said there would be a chase piece so we're just going to come out and say it uh, i will my bad sort of there I guess. you go but at the same time uh Nobody got it even close, even no, if they had not guessed. Even, close. even if that was the one thing they got wrong, they wouldn't have gotten it. So don't feel Correct. like, oh, I was one car away because Matt was an idiot. No, no. I, was an, I was an idiot, but that's not why you got it wrong. Yeah, when I went, um, we went looking through all of them, we took the chase guess away. So it, this was just purely on your, what, nine cars that you guessed. And almost everybody threw a Toyota in there. So that also mm-hmm. messed with a lot of people. Oh, before you, people are, sorry, I don't mean no, you're inter- good. I'm interrupting everybody today. That's... Interrupting Camus. <laughs> um, I know a lot of folks were saying, hey, how come there's not a Toyota next-gen car in there? It's because Toyotas were slower, I guess we can say, to get paint schemes in than other manufacturers were. Mm-hmm. So that's why we had some more. We had art earlier for some of the Chevy and Ford teams before that we had it. This, I'm talking wintertime, uh, before we had Toyota paint schemes. So that's why Ford and Toyota, uh, yeah, Ford and Chevrolet cars um, made it into the earlier waves of NASCAR Authentics because we had those paint, scheme, paint schemes earlier than we had the Toyotas. Simple as that. It's not like we were hating on Toyotas or anything. You will see Toyotas coming up soon, just not in this wave. Yes, because fun fact, if y'all remember, the Gear Wrench Harvick car was the very first actual paint scheme right. that we put out for the next gen. That's because it's the first one that we got. So anyway, our wave guest winner, his name is... Nope, E-M-C-2, and nope is spelled N-U-P-E, so it's like noop. Um, And his name on Twitter is Oldest Dude at the Tame Impala Show, which I find amazing. Please explain to me again who this is. Yeah, so Tame Impala is like, I don't know if you want to call them an indie-style band. Um, And they're not new by any means, but their music is very, like, vibey, for lack of a better word. Coffee shop. Not even coffee shop. It's like... Folk? Kind of. I'll have to play it for you, but they're not super well-known, and his music is very, like... It's like a... I don't know. Like a head... Whatever. Anyway, it's very good, and your name so was super Are you trying original. to say you have to be some kind of inebriated no, to enjoy it? No, because I don't do anything like that. But. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying in <laughs> general. It's like a, like a very chill... It's like trancey. I got that, it. There we go. Got it. So okay. it's like going to see Doctor Strange pretty much. Kind of, yeah. So their music isn't super, super well known, but they have a couple that like make it at, you know, you'll hear in the background at some like schnazzy restaurant or something. Elevator but, music, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought your name was super funny. Um, that's not why you were picked, but because it's all done at random. But when your name did pop up, I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So just shout out to you. But you did win. So congratulations. Shoot us a DM. Uh, what was the name again? Just remind us again. Noop EMC2. 
All right, so shoot us a direct message. We're going to follow you to make sure that you are able to direct message us and uh, let us know your address. We'll get you a diecast uh, out your way uh, here in the next few days. So uh, congratulations. Thanks for everybody for participating. We'll do more contests like this um, uh, moving forward for some NASCAR Authentics plus some other diecasts that we, ha- we have a bunch to give away. We've got a whole box of diecasts that just arrived in our office, uh, stuff that we are able to give away. So we want to get that out to you the fans of NASCAR Diecast because that's who you are and that's who we care about. Believe it or not, hashtag for the fans. Right, absolutely. uh, Before we go, we got to talk about our last lap highlight of the week, whatever we thought our biggest news in uh, Diecast or in NASCAR in general over the past week. I'm going to start first with Alex. Yay. Lucky you. Yay. Um, I'm going to piggyback on my soapbox rant earlier. Um, I am just on board with Ross Chastain's devil may care attitude and him going out there and just being like yolo and uh his consistency i mean he's do the t- kids still say yolo i'm older than most kids well, so it's fine you're kidding i consider me. myself As a child say, she did back when she was that age right <laughs> yeah back so. in the day um yeah with his top 10 top five finishes and 14 top 10 finishes and on top of that um, because I'm in the production side, I did receive his first win at Coda, and that proto looks very nice. If you haven't seen it, check out our TikTok. It's also on Instagram. And, and it's a brief showing, so we're going to do a more in-detailed video on our TikTok, so keep an eye out for that. Yes. Thomas, you want TikTok? Yeah, you are. You better say you follow us. <laughs> YOLO. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on TikTok, but so I don't wait, really do use do- it. Or go on there. Did you do the dance? Is that why you started it? Do you all the TikTok dances? Nope. Uh, nope. I have a TikTok nope. account, but it know. is not under my name. I do not share my contacts. I do. Not, nobody knows that it's me, and that's my favorite part. Ooh, I'm going to find it. I will find his TikTok this week, and I will share it on Twitter for all to see. <laughs> hey, it will I be retweeted. I found the photos when he talked about he was in a band one time, so there is no stopping me. Phantom Rapture, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 yes, I think I do, but... I, I don't ever log in to TikTok. But if you did, you would watch Lionel Racing videos all day long. They I have been called see, cringy, I actually so watch live Lionel Racing TikTok videos. All I'm saying that's in true. person You're, every day, like true. this here, what I'm sitting in front of watching. <laughs> Speaking of which, especially I, the dun 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 dun. We should that just was film literally while a TikTok here. moment where I'm just looking at them like. In confusion, <laughs> I gotta give. I'm the oldest guy in this room, so I'm like, "What? What's yeah. happening?" Trust I mean, that's me, fair. I, I gotta give credit <laughs> to the ladies in this room for their great TikToks over the last week, and high five. How convenient that we get artificial turf delivered to our office, <laughs> and I, I won't explain why. It, it, it we just have artificial turf through a know. large part of our building right now. Uh, <laughs> And how convenient that we get that installed in our building just as we get the Forever Lawn car. So it makes great content to have a turf-covered car on artificial turf. And Mm. it was, like, just all in all, just a very great put-together video. For some reason, it was like, let's just go set this car I guess I'll go watch that one. Right. There you go. Now, see, what we need to do, I mean, it's great that we have turf in our building now. What if we're going to bring in diecast or like products that are diecast related? Like, where's our free beer? Like, why are we not getting like bush lattes in here? You know what I mean? If we get artificial turf to match a race car, why don't we get? Oh, just kidding! I don't do that. 
<laughs> All right. Good times. Um, yeah, let's let's go right over to Carly before we get too deep into Alex this. Alex took that too far. Yes. My last lap highlight um, is honestly everyone who posts diecast photos and tags us. Like, there's a lot of accounts on Instagram especially that take, like, professional photos of the cars that they get all the different details that are on it. Um, someone just got, was it the Kyle Busch Pocono win that just went out and posted a picture of the die cast that had like the little M&M bags on the hood and like mini M&Ms were scattered on the top of the car and like they really showed all of it off. And it's so cool. And I love seeing those and getting them shared to our Instagram story. Um, so a couple of shout outs for the people who tag us in the vast majority of those pictures. Um, definitely go give them a follow. It would be like Dawson Diecast Photography, Range Motorsport 71, Driven by Diecast, and Cody's Diecast 31. They all post really creative, really cool looking pictures. Um, so go check them out. Good stuff. Always great to see uh, good content coming from our fans and collectors because uh, it we love to see it. So uh, keep that up. Thomas, how about you? What was your last lap highlight of the past week? Well, I've kind of uh, decided I'm going to give another shameless plug because that's what I like to do. Good. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and because I'm old and i don't really do tiktok and i do the forum mm-hmm. since christopher bell won and we talked about that and we i was actually shocked we talked a little bit about being shocked that the amount of people who picked him and us knuckleheads who were here and working every day none working, of us, it. working it. it is it never, worth it let me work it did we never another pun another <laughs> another thing that i'm like another one <laughs> anyway i get that one but okay so because uh, we were we were about their age when Missy Elliott came out. That's what I was right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You need to shake. You need to throw them off probably by thinking like waterfalls or something. I'm gonna be like, what? I know right. waterfalls. Don't <laughs> chase the waterfalls. Uh, I think we just no, owe, took a, we owe somebody some money now. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we do not own the rights to this music. Right we're gonna say that first before you post it. Is, is that like a hey, social yeah. media thing? Well, yeah, he's not responsible for the. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's let's back on uh, back on track here. Um, back to literally. Um, so. Yeah, because we do that. I mean, everybody picked that. I think it's funny that we all missed that one, and the way he, you know, his stats show that we should, someone should have maybe considered him. But anyway, just kind of for the uh, forum, you know, hey, be sure if you're listening to join Lionel Racing Forum. Um, we have some good updates on there about when diecasts are coming in, and we also do a weekly contest on there where we give away a Lionel Racing gift card for whoever picks the winner. We randomly select uh, one of the people who pick the winner each week. Um, so yeah, so one lucky person won a uh, Lionel Racing gift card. For picking Christopher Bell, so not only were we all winners for Christopher Bell winning, but mm. one lucky person won a fifty dollars gift card. Yeah, right. So, com. Go to the forum, join. You got to be an RCCA member though to be on right. the forum. Mm-hmm. Good, but there's my highlight. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> my last lap highlight going back to New Hampshire weekend. Uh, how about I'm going to read you some names. If you believe that they were in the top 10 in the NASCAR Xfinity series race, you tell me if you believe it or not. Brandon Brown, Jeremy Clements, Mm -hmm. Kyle Weatherman, Mason Massey, and Bailey Curry, all top 10 finishers in the Xfinity series race. These are not guys that typically finish top 10 in the Xfinity series. Great to see it. And you go even a little bit further back. David Starr was 11th, Joe Graff Jr., 12th, C.J. McLaughlin, 13th. Was it Pitt's strategy off? I didn't watch it. It was a single lap of the race. There was a lot of wrecks. wrecks. Right. Ryan Sieg went, whoop. Yeah. yeah, nose first. So, but also Brandon Brown has a win under his belt, so give him yeah. some no, credit. No, but but not he's <laughs> not 
when you look at the top 10, you don't see those names, yeah. you know, but it's good Brown and, and Clements, you can see them from time to time up there, but certainly the rest of them. See, no. it was Graf cool to see Weatherman up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh. I have to give my weekly uh, short track racing update. You know, yeah. Hey, if I if I got to hear about AJ Allmendinger all day, I can. Do I that. didn't. She didn't talk about AJ. She talked about Chase. But at New Hampshire Motor Speed, at New Hampshire New Hampshire Motor Speedway, which is the greatest race to watch a modified race. Thomas, I showed you your first modified first race. First modified you, race. You enjoyed that three years ago. A couple right? of years ago, <laughs> it was yeah. Awesome. Uh, one, watching from one eye, but <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But uh, Anthony Nacella took. The win in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway and a great finish. The two leaders, leaders crashed coming to the checkers, and Nocella was third and passed them both at the checkered flag. So it was a really cool finish. And did like Corey clash. LaJoy finish in the top he 10 did. in that race? Uh, I don't know where he finished, I but I know he, he ran that race. Like eighth or something. A brand new team to the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour team. That was their first run, and they wanted to have a big driver in the I knew one thing about seat. modifieds this week. <laughs> yep, good for you. There will be a test. <laughs> I just knew that. Please don't. He posted about it. Uh, all right. So that wraps up the show here today. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. And uh, we will be back in the next couple of weeks with more content. Definitely follow us on Lionel Racing, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and TikTok as well. And make sure you use on Twitter, use hashtag AuthenticatedFan to interact with us on the show. If there's anything you want to hear, anything, questions that might have popped up in your mind as you listen to today's show, use hashtag AuthenticatedFan and we will read them and get back to you on the next episode. For Carlene, Thomas, and Alex, I am Matt. We appreciate everybody, and we will see you down the road next time on Authenticated. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.